Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leave the Pin In podcast. As always, we're proud to broadcast on the Bringing the Heat podcast network. I'm your host, Dan. I've got my co-host with me, the man who I've been to many a PGA Tour event with, and he has never yet once picked up a pro's golf ball. My man, Scott. Scott, what's a good word? Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. I think maybe people just think it's a foul ball, and they think it's okay to just grab it. So, I don't know, just go ahead and do it, I guess. I guess it's it's very odd. It's very odd. It's happened twice in the last two weeks. It happened to Rory, and then it it happens again this week, and uh, it's different. You know. Yep. Absolutely. Do 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 people think like maybe just an, another random amateur brought clubs and was just knocking it around out there, and they were like trying to help them out? Uh, you know what? Maybe they think it was left there by. Like a, just someone who was playing the week before, like a regular club member. And they're like, oh, cool, Pro V1. Let me grab that. <laughs> it says Tiger on the side. <laughs> Whose ball doesn't? Bridgestone yeah. sells them like that, so. Yeah. It's uh, very, very odd. Very odd. Uh, hey, but before we get started, let's let the people know. Look, uh, go to the Bringing the Heat Network podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes podcast. Listen to the original Bringing the Heat squash match all about wrestling and of course listen to us leave the pin in and if you are we appreciate we appreciate you and we definitely appreciate you hitting us up on twitter so you want to get into it scott big tournament this week uh it was a big tournament it was actually a much better tournament i think than it set out to be at the beginning of the week yeah, everyone talked about Honda kind of getting the shaft, being in between a World Golf Championship, being sandwiched between that and Arnold Palmer's event, then followed up by the players, and everyone thought the Honda was going to get lost. I don't think they could have asked for a better tournament week than they got. You know, in, in keeping with the theme of our, our network here, I would say that the players really brought the heat. Oof. Gosh, that is good. All right, this week in golf news rundown presented by our new sponsor, Low Side Golfware. If you go on Instagram, that's Low Side Golfware, you can use the code LGIG, all capitals. And by being a Leave the Pin In podcast listener, you're going to get treated to 15% off their casual golf lifestyle wear. Basically, it's golf wear for anywhere. That's low side golf wear. Use code LGIG, get 15% off any purchase. Scott's used it. I've used it. We're giving it to all our friends. And they just got some great stuff online, buddy. I'm wearing one of their shirts right now. Very, very nice. Very nice. So I'm assuming you're casual. Cool, collective, comfortable right now while doing the pod? I couldn't be more comfortable. Fantastic. So we're at PGA National Resort and Spa, the Champions Course this week, playing at a par 70, 7,125 yards. Uh, the 18-hole record, Scott, by our boy Brian Harmon was shot in 2012 in the second round. He shot a 61. Um, are you scared of bears, and does the bear trap scare you, Scott? Um, I am scared of bears only because if one was in my backyard right now, it would be pretty scary. Um, does the bear trap scare me? Um, no, because you just have to take the right club, take a good swing and just keep hitting the ball back and forth. Yeah. I don't get why a bear trap would scare you. A bear trap is something that traps bears. If I was a bear... I would be scared of the bear trap. But as a human being, as a golfer, I am not scared of the bear trap. I would be more scared of the bear itself. Exactly. Last year, JT won in a playoff. All right, let's get to Thursday. Scott, Eric Compton, our man with uh, double heart surgery, Monday qualifies for this event. That's a, a great story. It's good to see him out there whenever he's out there. Um, you know, He's definitely had a lot of success. Still trying to break through, but just the fact that he's even playing slash alive is pretty awesome. 
Yeah, anytime that he's in a field, it makes me want to watch. He is, I can't think of anyone else I'd rather root for than him. And through everything, he seems like one of the most down-to-earth dudes on tour. Yeah, I think that's one of those things. If you go through something like that, you, you really get perspective. Yeah, golf is secondary at that point. Exactly. So our man, Jonathan Vegas, shoots a 64 on Thursday, goes six under. Uh, yeah, I mean, so he, he ends up, because the field was kind of thin, he was in a featured group with Brooks Kepka and Gary Woodland. It's one of those, like, one of these things is not like the other. Um, and <laughs> Johnny Vegas was in that, that featured group, and he definitely rose to the occasion, uh, at least on Thursday. Yeah, I don't think the group was really featuring Johnny Vegas. I have a feeling it was featuring the length of Gary Woodland and obviously Brooks Kepka, but he outshined every single one of them on Thursday. We had a little blast from the past, almost like it was 2005 again. Zach Johnson and Ernie Els both shoot 66. And that's the thing with these thin fields. It brings out people like Ernie Els, who, you know, as good as he, he once was, not the same player anymore. He gets into fields like this, and again, another guy who, who has an opportunity to make the most of it. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I will advocate for a year-long season in golf. You know, people complain all the time. They say, well, fields are watered down. Uh, tournaments have a hard time staying afloat. You give me a tournament that, that puts uh, Jonathan Vegas, Brooks Kepka towards the top, Zach Johnson, Ernie Els, I mean, I'm cool with that. I don't need a WGC every week, a small field event with big purse. I don't, I don't even need an invitational with 120 people. Like, I like seeing some of the old stars in the past that are not Champions Tour ready, but they can still play on the PGA Tour. It brings the Web.com guys to the forefront. You know, it, it's something different this week. Exactly. So we had yet another disqualification, this time not for destroying greens in Saudi Arabia, but Alex Chaka becomes the first PGA Tour player to get DQ'd under the new rules of golf, which limit the green reading books. His book, Scott, was too big. It was past the limits the USGA set. And here's the best part. Yeah, this is definitely going to be the best part. PGA Nationals greens were redone. Nobody has seen these greens yet until Monday of tournament week. He was using a green reading book from last year with greens that didn't even exist anymore. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if, because uh, Alex Jake is not American and English is not his first language, I wonder if maybe the message did not get across. It is, it, do you know if his caddy speaks English? Um, I don't even know who his caddy is. Yeah, I mean, I don't either. But you, you figure somewhere along the line, like your business manager, your physio guy, your caddy, somebody's going to say, hey, dude, um, look, that's not legal. Okay, you can't use it. Like, you know, the, the line spacing is too big. Uh, oh, also, that's not even the book for these greens. Yeah, like you would think at some point someone would have said, you know, thought to ask like hey these greens look a little different do you think <laughs> maybe that book is wrong or maybe or maybe I mean, he got the the book from uh paul casey's caddy <laughs> from possibly from mexico exactly maybe it was in spanish and that's why he didn't Probably. understand it yeah i uh you know I don't want to say I feel bad for the guy. Look, they're, they're pros. Everyone's making such a big deal about these rules. We'll get into it later. But, like, come on. It's what you do for a living. You need to know the basic rules of your job. Like, I know the basic rules of my job. You know the basic rules of your job. Whether you agree with them or not, unless you make them, you have to abide by them. And you can't change them. So just deal with it. Yeah, exactly. Your boy, Ricky, is... Now firmly entrenched in your camp of telling the USGA to suck it. Ricky had to take another drop and this time acted like he was going to poop a golf ball out and asked the ref, is this a legal drop? Technically, 
It was. It, and the ref told him so. It, it was knee height. And I, I love that this is going to be his thing now where he's just going to troll the USGA because he knows that if he does something, it will find its way to social media. And there you go. So now we have Ricky Fowler in our, you know, our, you know, anti-USGA camp. And I think that we definitely are on our way. Okay, so, so far, firmly entrenched, we have Scott and Ricky Fowler. Let's see, as we get further on in the week, if you pick up anybody else. I'm going to pick up a few. All right, uh, last thing on Thursday to talk about, I guess, big news. JT um, hitting onto the green, smashes a club pretty hard against a tree. It's the only play he had. Kind of said afterwards in the interview he had a little bit of a dead arm. It felt kind of numb. And I thought it was hilarious because on Friday he comes out with a little bit of physio tape, three or four inches. Saturday, the physio tape is like six inches. And then by Sunday, it's literally the length of his arm. Uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe it got worse as the, the weekend went on. So I guess maybe. I don't really yeah, get I'm, how that I, stuff works anyway. Oh, uh, so, so basically what it does is it is pulling – the area, the muscles in the area closer together, so they don't have to uh, interact individually. So they interact almost simultaneously. So if his if his forearm is being pulled and it's bruised, it's actually going to pull muscle fibers from the other part of his arm to kind of um, help out, if you uh, will. Oh, that's how. Okay, so it, it legitimately does work. Yeah, it's I'm, not like. Uh, Oh, no. Legitimately, no. I, th- I think it's a placebo effect thing. I think it's, it's all like in a, the mind. It's like a Bryson DeChambeau Theta Wave collection device or something like that. I would firmly put it – I wouldn't put it past Bryson to invent something along gotcha. those lines. Yeah, I mean there, there, there are people that swear by it. But I mean like – look, there are people that, that swear by um, like ginkgo biloba for improving we're, brain function. Cool you know, sculpting. because – yeah, or exactly, you know, like something that was shown in rats, and they're like, "This works," you know. I remember everything nowadays. Because, okay, I, I'm sure you do. You know, let's let's just move on. Yeah, I, I go more along the lines of placebo effect, um, but for 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 structural issues, especially like around the knee or big joints, it can help a little bit. You know, it just kind of holds things in place. How it was working on his forearm. Uh, if it was a dead arm, which is basically just a deep bruise, uh, that's beyond even gotcha. my computation. Uh, also, did you see Charles Charles Schwartzel? I always have a hard time with his name. Uh, got a little upset with a PGA mm-hmm. Tour official because he got put on the clock. Yes, and rightfully so. He was playing slow, and he was playing and with Ben Crane. Ben so Crane. there you go. There you go. I mean. I get it. Ben Crane's one of the slowest players out there, and maybe it's like a monkey see, monkey do. But, you know, again, you know what the rules are. And especially with everyone making a big deal of them this year, I think the tour at some point is going to be like, okay, you know what? Like, you want to go to social media? You would like to share your opinion? You want to make us look bad? Here's the deal. It's always been on the books that you have about, I think it's 40 seconds to play the shot. You take 41 seconds, we're putting you in slow play. Seems reasonable. You know? Yeah, like you want us you want to make us into jerks, we'll show you how much of a jerk we can be. Hmm. So we go to Friday. Nothing really too great on Friday till the end of the day. Sunjay M, uh, Keith Mitchell, and Lucas Glover all six under for the day. Sunjay M was web.com's leading money winner last year. So that's not a surprise to most people in golf, but I guess if you saw his name on the leaderboard, it's kind of a surprise to you. If you don't really follow, uh, there's Kepka at four under and our man story of the weekend, VJ Singh, dear antler head himself at four under back. Did you see Charles Schwarzel was using this weird modified backstrike style putter like I used to have. Uh, I did see that. And actually the article I just had up, he is pointing at, at someone and and I'm assuming it's Ben Crane because that's who he was blaming for the slow play. Um, and yeah, it was, 
I haven't seen one of those out there in a while, so I guess maybe Schwartz was trying to find something. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, I, I tried it because I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got it for a good price. It didn't really help with my putting, but I feel like if you go to a putter like that, you are definitely searching for something. Yeah. And I don't think on tour it's a real good idea during a tournament to be searching for something. Yeah, no. But I guess if you're Charles Schwartzel and you are trying to maybe get something back and you get into a tournament, go for it. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you should really be searching for would be your golf ball that someone picked up in the Mm. gallery. Yeah, because, again, that keeps happening. So people all the time, Scott, are talking about golfers as non-athletes, and the term golfer's tan has kind of filed into the lexicon of most people. And Drew Nesbitt (laughs) went shirtless to hit a ball out of the water and showed off what can only be described as a Casper the Ghost-like physique. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the golfer's tan, I personally am very guilty of that. And I've actually taken to, um, occasionally wearing a t-shirt into pools, um, with the sort of explanation that I'm worried about getting sunburn on my back. Um, so I have mm. a, a speedo like swim t-shirt that I wear, um, when my golfer's tan is bad. I'm not. I uh, I didn't know that. Uh, it, it's a new thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, um, I feel your. I do feel you your pain, as, Drew? <laughs> do Do you look as bad as Drew Nesbitt? Scott, he was so pale, he was almost translucent. I, I honestly, I I feel his pain. You ever see like those amoebas, or sometimes you'll see um, tadpoles when they're just kind of being born and you can see through you see their heartbeat and their blood flowing yes i feel like that was drew nesbitt uh i will again i will be honest with you (laughs) 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 for the first few weeks in the beginning of the summer that's what i look like we might have to we might have to give the people a uh, a visual of that on Twitter one day. Uh, yeah, I actually tell my wife, you know, like I'm I'm wearing the shirt. I'm worried about sunburn, and I'm really worried about glowing in the dark. <laughs> so Casper Nesbit, actually, I, I know you saw this one because we sent each other the video and the pictures. Uh, did you see him? literally like shank skip it across the pond mm. on the eighth hole and make par you know what he made the cut on the number so good on him because you know you hit a shot like that and you make the cut just barely you know you did what you had to do and he did he did yeah, it. it was a it was a wild day for Drew Nesbitt. A wild day. That's really the only thing that happened on Friday that was good. We got to see him running around like a, a ghost scaring people. Boo, boo. I, I, I turned it on and I was like, that guy has no clothes on. <laughs> it looked like Henrik Stenson about four or five years ago. Yes. He, he almost went. And actually, the Golf Channel guys were saying it's very similar to. Uh, Henrik Stenson, only he kept his pants on. He just rolled them up. Yeah. yeah. All right. There you go. JT also, and I don't think it was Friday. It might have been Saturday. He also hit one out of a pond. Um, Same deal, rolled his pants up, um, threw on his rain suit um, on his upper body, I guess so as not to go shirtless. And there's video of it, and he's like, you know what? This kind of feels good. So if JT starts playing um, without shoes, we'll know where it started. Okay, fair enough. I mean, uh, as I was watching PJ Tour live coverage on NBC Sports Gold, they should sponsor us. Mm. Uh, Adam Scott did that on his second hole of the day on Thursday as well. I mean, took his shoes off and, and went down into you know and got after it, but nothing, nothing that dramatic. So this takes us to our weekend. Okay, if if I'm Honda before the tournament starts, I'm pissed that. 
everybody is dropping out. No one's playing. Everyone's saving themselves for Bay Hill. Everybody's saving themselves for the players. Everybody played in the WGC the week before. If I am some of their chief operating officers and I get to Saturday and Sunday, I am you know, in joyful mode. I am enamored with what's going on. We start off. We start off. Excuse me. With Adam Shank getting a two-stroke penalty for his caddy lining up behind him. Did you see this on TV, Scott? Did you watch it at all? Uh, I I did. See, well, I saw the replay. I didn't see the okay. um, the original airing of it. And it, I, I don't know. I, it's bad. It's a bad visual, Scott. Yeah. His caddy said that I had to get that close to him in the bunker because look, they're at 17. It's it's late, you know. It's late in the day. They're getting boisterous. It's getting loud there, and he needed to hear me. And so I guess the PGA Tour rules official said that at no point in time did Adam back out of the shot or back out of his placement. But at no point in time did his caddy line him up either. I mean, he was at the cat. First off, the caddy was outside the bunker, an elevated bunker. He was elevated, and Adam was down low. So it's not like he could even have lined him up because they weren't even on the same plane as each other. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I again, I, I, I just it's the USGA and their their silly rules. Well, yeah, but in, but here's the thing too. Everyone's mad at the USGA, but. It's the PGA Tour rules officials that are the ones doling out these penalties. So while everyone else is mad at the USGA, they're not saying anything about the PGA Tour rules officials. Why? Because basically the players own the tour. The players run the tour. So if you're... You know, if you're talking bad about those officials, well, now you're talking bad about your tour. Mm. So I think they want the USGA to be a scapegoat. But that was only a few a part of the USGA's problems this week. Uh, let's just get the numbers real quick. Wyndham Clark and Keith Mitchell, our eventual winner, are seven under. VJ isn't is is Wyndham Clark sponsoring that that Wyndham Rewards, you know, top ten the thing that's going on in the, the PGA tour this year. The, before the playoffs look the fact that Wyndham rewards has not jumped on this considering their names are spelt the same exact way i don't know if he was conceived at a Wyndham property you know i i have no idea where that name comes from but it's not like he spells it w-i-n-d-a-m or anything it's the same spelling the fact that they have not jumped on this is beyond me if i was in their pr department that'd be the first guy i go after I agree. So VJ six under, one off the lead on Saturday, which is insane. The dude is fifty six years old, supposedly hasn't used deer antler in over a decade, and Ricky Fowler, who's sticking around, is five under. That's a guy, and again, I thought going into it Sunday that this might be an opportunity for Ricky Fowler to kind of have the floodgates open. Um, he'd have a second win this year in, you know, very short time. And, you know, maybe he's he's kind of figured it out. I, you know, I really thought he was going to be the guy at the end of the week. Yeah, he's been having just a phenomenal year. Uh, with I mean, obviously he's got to win, so that makes it a great year in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But just... I think the way he's handled himself, the way he's become even more of a social media presence, um, the way that he has come back from some pretty difficult penalties, you know? Right. He's had a pretty, he's had a pretty full year already, and it's been about two months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it looks like you have yet another person in your camp i don't i scott you're a very influential man okay you know a lot about the game but how are you getting all these people into your suck it usga camp yeah, well I, I don't know i the usga called jt out um and i they, love that I, i'm not gonna lie i loved it absolutely uh, if you missed it uh you know justin thomas you know, called them out. He was mocking the the Adam Shank penalty. Um, he, you know, sort of, 
I would say sarcastically added the hashtag grow the game. Oh, he was being a wise ass. Absolutely. Which is the, the USGA's thing. Um, and now, and, and Ricky and, and JT are, are really good buddies. So they have taken up the suck it USGA mantle. Um, they're my guys now. I, I'm picking both of them for all the majors. <laughs> um, and I, I, when I say I'm picking both of them, I'm not going to like alternate. Both of them are going to win the, the Masters and <laughs> the PGA and the US Open and the Open Championship. You think like they just go into playoff, it gets dark, and, and eventually every single tournament, every major tournament just says that, you know what, guys, here, you can just split it. We're cool. Yeah, they, they're just going to shake hands and, you know, call it a day. Okay, okay. Uh, look, I, I think, now I know, I, oh, God, there's so much to, to unbox here. So, first off, I love how JT interacts with his fans on social media. That's fantastic. I don't like how he is nonstop complaining about these rules when these rules have been around now since, what was it, last November we learned about them? And then they came into play in January? He is a complainer. Um, if everyone remembers the, the throw in the crowd, the, um, the spectator out last yep. year. Yep, at Honda. Um, so he, he is a complainer. So that that's on brand. So I I don't mind him saying something, uh, but week in week out, the incessant mocking of the USGA, and then the USGA tweets back at him, like you said, not from their actual account, but from their PR account, which basically means it's some guy that has a branded handle of USGA PR, and he mentions that we have tried setting up seven meetings with you. You've canceled every one of those meetings. There's been a seat at the table for the PGA Tour for the last five years as we've gone over these rules, and no one's taken advantage of it. We'd love to sit down and talk with you. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, I thought it was brilliant too until JT basically called them out and said, well, that's not true. I haven't canceled anything. Right. So now do we believe this anonymous account, which look, to be honest with you, I've never – once in all my years on golf Twitter, seen the USGA PR account tweet. Have you? No. And in all honesty, who even knew that existed? Exactly. I'm wondering if it didn't just exist until this year with all this controversy. Mm. So anyway, like you said, JT says, no, I didn't do, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, he said, she said, yes, you did. No, I didn't. I know you did. No, you didn't know I did. You know, it's, it, right. it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Here are the rules. They're in charge. These are the rules. Do you want to make the rules, JT? Then quit becoming a professional golfer and go work for the USGA and work your way up. You don't want to do that? Then earn millions of dollars on tour and just follow our simple rules. How hard are they to follow? Don't have a caddy lineup behind you. Keep a green book mm. that is the correct size. Um, drop from your knee. Like, we're not talking rocket science here. Right. So here's my thing. And, and because you're right, and these rules should not be a big deal, I almost wonder if there's more going on. There's something going on. I, it, it started last year with Phil at the U.S. Open, Zach Johnson calling out course setup. Now you have Ricky and JT basically calling the, USG out, the USGA out. Um, I... I I almost wonder if there's something going on in the background that these guys have gotten wind of and they are doing what they can do to discredit the USGA for whatever reason. I don't know if it has to do with the, um, you know, the, the, the distance survey that the USGA is working on. Um, but there's definitely something going on there. Billy Horschel's also kind of, not as vocal about it, but he's definitely had some things to say about it. Um, I, I think I actually read today. He said, you know, the USGA, they hear what we have to say, but they don't actually act on it. So it's almost like they're listening to us, but they're not, or they're, they're, they're letting us talk, but they're not listening. And so Billy Horschel, not in your camp yet, but has an invite. Uh, yeah, he definitely does. I mean, Billy Horschel, if you ever, you know, want to come talk to me about the USGA or, you know, anything, you know, go Gators. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say Central Florida games. Right, that I'll just good. throw it out there because you never know. Um, so yeah, I mean, and <clears throat> again, I I just feel like there's something there's something going on in the background, and the and these are people who are aware of it, and they're doing what they can do to make their voice heard. Yeah, I uh, I agree, and I know that you and I can't say anything about it. But you know somebody, and I know somebody, that may be stepping into a very influential role with the USGA very, very soon. Yeah. And if that occurs, and I really think it will now, after all this, but if that occurs, I feel like that may become an olive branch that's extended from the USGA to the tour, and maybe vice versa. Um, but part of me also thinks, well, if this individual that we know joins the ranks of the USGA, um, how much is he going to listen to these tour players or or how much will he be allowed to listen to from the higher ups in the USGA? I mean, that's a question, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, is said person being brought in? to be a, a, a representative of the players or is he there to say, Hey, look, you know, here's this guy. And then nothing actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. But that'll be interesting. But I think uh, within the next two months or so, what we are talking about crypt- cryptically now will come to fruition. I, I would hope for him. Uh, so that, yeah, that was Saturday. Saturday was a cluster and a half and it's still, there's still some vapor trails, from that emanating out there. Uh, Sunday, Scotto. Sunday for the Honda Classic was the best Sunday, in my opinion, of the entire year so far. Sunday was sick. Insane. Absolutely crazy. I mean, you had... Let's let's bang it out just real quick. You had VJ out there, right? In contention. You had Brooks Kepka in contention. You had Keith Mitchell in contention. You had Wyndham Clark in in contention. You had Ricky Fowler in contention. Then you had Ryan Palmer <clears throat> shoot a 63, the best round of the week, hours, hours, Scott, before the leaders were going to finish, and he held the clubhouse lead almost until the end of the day. Dude could have won it finishing at 1 in the afternoon when everyone else finished at 5.30. Yeah, you almost wonder if he was just like, well, there's low scores out here today. That's not going to hold up. I'm going to head home. Right, and then he starts seeing the wind pick up. And then he starts seeing people pump it in the water left and right and says, ooh, I might have a chance. Too bad I didn't make that 10-footer to go eight under on the last hole. Right. Uh, Answer me this because I will always go to you to bounce ideas off of. You like polo shirts? That sleeves go past your elbow to mid-forearm like VJ Singh was wearing in 2009. He was bringing it back to 2001, Scott. Uh, yeah, VJ, I, I guess it's a comfort thing. VJ is Go back to what worked when you were one of the more dominant players in the game. Yeah, and well, he maybe, had the glasses on too. Yeah, maybe that's his, that's his thing. He's like, I'm, I'm, call, I'm going back. I'm going to take it back. To when I was winning, and I'm good. Yeah, I think maybe VJ's one of those guys who's like, you know what? If I pay, not that he pays for a shirt, but if I pay 80 bucks for a shirt, I want as much fabric as possible. Put those sleeves down to my wrists for a short sleeve shirt. Yeah, he's got to make it, he's got to you know, get his money's worth. He's got plenty yeah. of money, but he, he's got to, uh, you know, definitely, definitely get his money's worth on the shirts. More fabric, yeah, he was better. Di- yeah, uh, goofy and, look. And I was going to say, I think also his his good play is a result of Tiger and Phil. You know, VJ wants in on that. He's like, "What about me? Uh, I got a bunch of wins too." Yeah, to, I mean, could you imagine a year where Tiger, Phil, and VJ win, and it's not like two thousand and three, two thousand and two, nineteen ninety nine? Um, yeah. Other than the Champions Tour, no. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the one thing I love about golf is is that your favorite players you can watch for two three decades. 
Like, you go follow an NFL team, and let's be honest, you and I both do, and we are rooting for a jersey. Okay, that's the bottom line. We're, we're rooting, for, and I don't mean New Jersey where our team plays, even though they're labeled from New York. You're, you're rooting for a green and white jersey because the players change every three, four years. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You root for the, the name on the front of the jersey. Yeah, the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. Right. Um, I guess in golf, you root for the, the, the name on the, the back of the caddy bib. Yeah, yeah, and you can root for them for a very long time. Um, that's one of the things I love about it. You know, there's no way around it. You get to know these guys as personally as they let you, but professionally as well. Mm. True. All right, so Sunday just nuts. The leaders changed every five minutes. Uh, did you see Kepka's shot into 18? You know what? I didn't see it, but I, I did get I get push notifications from the, the PGA Tour yes. app. Yep. And it was one of those, like, you have to see this crazy shot. And I was just like, yeah. I mean, it, it was insane. Like, it cleared the water by four feet. It cleared the bunker by a foot. It rolls out. It two foot two putts for birdie to go to eight under. Um, then Mitchell, on 15, the par three, takes this line, which no one has all day, and stuffs it to four feet. So he makes that, and now they're, they're tied at eight. Uh, on 18, Mitchell hits into the bunker, right? Everyone talks about Keith Mitchell being a bomb and gouge guy, a long dude off the tee. He has to lay up because he hits into the bunker on 18. So he lays up to a good distance. He spins it back on those rock-hard greens there, right, because they're brand-new greens. They haven't softened at all. Spins it back to about 12 feet, and now the dude's got a 12-foot putt on the 18th hole to win the Honda Classic, which, Scott, I'm going to drop another knowledge tidbit on you. This was the same tournament at Q School, at Honda, PGA National, that he missed qualifying for. So he's- Same exact green. And now this dude's got redemption. This dude's like a phoenix rising from the ashes with a 12-footer, and the dude straight drains it. So he's got that in the back of his mind. He's got Kepka and Ricky you know, with him on the, the leaderboard, who are, you know, those are two legit guys. They have Obviously, Kepka's got some big wins, but you know, yeah. Ricky's got a Players Championship, so you know that's a that's a big win. And Mitchell just stone cold killer takes him out. Yeah, I mean you've got you got two guys who are no less than a hundred yards away from you, watching what you're doing. You are a PGA Tour rookie that has done nothing in your career. You have the reigning Player of the Year. You have the 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 new Arnold Palmer on tour waiting for you salivating just waiting for you to miss that so they can get into a playoff with you and you take all that doubt and all that loathing of yourself for missing that putt into a playoff and lose and instead you step up and he had the best quarter of the day he goes look i've been in that position to miss it before and i've missed it and he goes and i know how that feels and i'm never going to let it happen again and he drains it. Yeah. Did you see the the video of his family just going absolutely nuts when he sunk that puck? Ape. Ape. They were going, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that party must have been crazy. I mean, his mom ran out and, like, you know, uh, Steel Curtain 1976 Steelers tackled yeah. him. Yeah. And uh, she, fl- she flew in that morning, Scott. Yeah, because I guess round. I guess you I guess you see that you know there is a chance, and you might as well hop on a plane and, and watch it for real. Yeah, because if your kids win at one point two, guess what? He's probably going to reimburse you for the three hundred bucks it cost. And even if he, you know, even if he comes in top five for him, that's a, a pretty awesome week. Oh, it's life changing for him and his caddy. Exactly. So, uh, it was cool to have VJ in there again. Yep. Uh, were, were you? I, let me real quick. Were you disappointed there wasn't a playoff? Was part of you disappointed? Uh, was part of me disappointed? Um, I would say I was. I was. You know what? I would have liked to see like a Kepka, Ricky. You know, throw another guy in there playoff. Right. But I. I, I I'm I'm really happy for for Mitchell. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I uh, you know I would have liked to have seen a little bit more 
of golf, honestly. But for a dude to win like that, I'm cool with. Uh, did you think VJ had a sh- had a shot at all? Like on the front uh, on the front nine, he had a shot, right? But once he's got to the back, did you think he had anything left in the tank? You think he was gassed at that age? Uh, no, I, I didn't think he had a shot. I didn't think he had a shot going into it. He he's fifty six. It's kind of a lot to expect him to win a tour event, yeah. Especially with some of those guys playing, it's just a lot. So yeah, I I, I just didn't think it was gonna happen. And also, I felt bad for Wyndham Clark playing with a Hall of Famer. You know, it's a lot of pressure out there, and he definitely felt it. Yeah, I know that you thought that if I would have given you betting odds that Ricky got to eight under, he would automatically win the tournament. Um, Just because he's that guy. Yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, props to Mitchell. Yeah, I thought. Um, I definitely thought that Kepka. On 18, after hitting that shot in, reminded me of like the 17th hole at uh, Bell Reef when he won the PGA Championship when he smashed that four iron to 28 into the wind, a little bit uphill, and stuck it to like 10 feet. I saw him hit that shot and I said, Up, oh. like Kepka is pulling that old Tiger Woods. Like someone saw that shot and, and they're just going to fade, they're going to wilt, you know? Yes. Tiger used to do that in the day. He'd hit that shot, and you'd be like, okay, dude, guess what? Like, I don't have that shot. How am I going to keep up with him? And Kepka is kind of that guy now that, you know, he doesn't feel – I feel like he doesn't feel pressure. He's just like, yo, whatever, bro. I'm going to smash this club up there and make a putt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just – yeah. And he he definitely makes it seem like he doesn't care. And, yeah. But definitely a killer. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So there you have it. You have Keith Mitchell. The, the, the commentators called him Kevin Mitchell. Um, as he was coming up 18, he tweets out. He goes, hey, call me Kevin. He goes, as long as you write Keith on the check, I'm all good. <laughs> and I thought that was just fantastic. As long as the, the check clears, you can hey, call me what you want. That's it. That's it. Just don't call me late to cash it, you know? <laughs> but up bump. All right, so some other news to talk about. Uh, John Smoltz, right? Braves pitching Hall of Famer, finishes 54th at the Cola Guard Classic. That's pretty big golf news, Scott. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? It That, I think, validates, you know, Tony Romo getting into tournaments. And, right. Although, you know, John Smoltz, you hear all these stories about the old Braves pitchers. They would go into town, they'd play golf, and... Smoltz is definitely a, a legit player. Right. And shout, and, out to Mark, shout out to Marco Mura for winning that. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger's old running mate. Uh, Smoltz and Glavin used to play all the time. I mean, he said he would play 150 times a year while they were on the road. It's got to right. be a phenomenal gig being a starting pitcher where you're playing once every four days. And if you have like night games, which, you know, most of the time you are. You know, you wake up early, like oh, I got all day. I'm cool. I'm not even pitching tonight. I just have to be at the stadium by six. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You think uh, you think John Smoltz is the best former pro athlete that's a golfer now? Uh, I think right now, just because he's got that that top fifty in a, a professional event or top fifty five, you know, he made a cut. So yeah, he, yeah. he wins now. Mark Rippon was also the old quarterback from the Redskins. Was also a really good golfer. I would love to see him, Smoltz, and Steph Curry play in a threesome together. Yeah, well, yeah, Curry too. Curry, Curry can golf. I mean, I, w- I would like to see like I. Oh, here's an idea. How about for the match next year? For the match, we get Tiger and Phil, and each of them gets a pro in another sport to play with them. I mean, I, I, I'm down. I, I think that's it. Play, uh, with, I'm not a pro in any other sport, but, you know, if they can't get anyone, uh, I'm in. I think you got a good gig going. I think you got a good um, a good little hashtag with suck at USGA. Maybe we can get that trending a little bit and uh, get you on their radar. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, Phil might be down for it. I don't know that that Tiger would be. <laughs> no, Tiger doesn't give a f- about it one bit whatsoever. But uh, I will gladly caddy for you uh, for free. Yeah. yeah hey, speak, I, I speaking of uh, – yeah, well, without a doubt, you know I would. Speaking of Tiger, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but the news today and, – and this is Monday we're recording. And normally we record Sunday night at the tournament. But the news today is that Tiger's out at Bay Hill next week. Yeah, so his, I got, his neck hurts. Yeah, I got that right before we started. Yeah, he said, my back is fine. It's my neck. There's a little bit of torsion on it, a little bit of torque. Uh, I don't feel great, but it's nothing to worry about. Are you worried about this? Uh, only because of his history. Um, but I think in the past, he might have tried to fight his way through it. Um, I think pulling out of a tournament that you know he wants to play in. Um, maybe it's a different Tiger. Maybe he gets what his limitations are, and he's going to you know, try and make sure he's good for Augusta. Yeah, I, th- I've, I could not agree more, but what makes me upset is a Tiger that knows his limitations now. Because the Tiger that never knew his limits, his ceiling was endless. True. And and I don't know if it's if well I know for a fact it's not as high as it once was. But if that creeps into his head, you know Tiger was always invincible in his own mind. You know, look at look at Tory Pines. That's all you got to say. Mm. And if he if he's willing to to pull out of this type of tournament, a tour, what's he won at Bay Hill eight times? Am I right? I think. Yeah, eight or nine. Uh, some you know some number. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, he literally owns the place. Half of his highlights are him making a putt on that 18th hole. Right. You know, with like the 10-foot break uh, and Stevie going nuts. For him to pull out of that makes me think that, A, he knows his limitations and, and that upsets me. And, B, maybe it, he's really not in a good place physically right now. Uh, yeah. Or, or maybe, again, it, you know, going through the things that he's gone through, maybe it's just – he has a different perspective and maybe he knows that he doesn't have to be invincible to still go out and win. Maybe he can just be Tiger Woods and just be a, a a good golfer who can be in contention and can close out tournaments uh, on occasion. Yeah. I mean, I, I think honestly, you know, if I'm Tiger at this point in time, there's four weeks a year, I even care about. Yeah, exactly. It's not like he needs money. He he'll he'll get a couple more wins anyway. Of course, of course, he'll get them just by warming up for for the majors. He'll win tournament just in warm up mode, you know. But what else does the man need? He needs nothing else but majors in his mind. And I I truly think he does not even care one bit about the other tournaments. Uh, our boy Jay Monahan. Right in charge of the PGA Tour is now going to allow sports betting sponsorships for PGA tournaments. He thinks that this is going to lead to more engagement, um, like we saw at the match. What do you think, Scott? And I know this could be a whole entire podcast. But what do you think about sports betting and, and it becoming so widely accepted? So. <laughs> Here's the thing. I mean, there's definitely a population that is not into golf, but really is into betting and yeah. will pay attention to golf because it's it's easy to bet on. So if there's money to be made and there are people who are trying to make it, you know, if it if it does get people into it, you know, uh, who are we to, to say no? Yeah, I mean, I could care less. The only thing I care about is that I'm not getting a piece of the cut. But as long as it doesn't water down my golf product, and as long as I don't see, you know, Phil purposely hit one into the water on the 18th hole to lose because he's got so many dudes betting on somebody else, or he bet on someone else, then I'm fine. Uh, I don't know. I had to tell you this. I won a whole bunch of money last year on Patrick Reed winning the Masters. That's like, that's dirty money. So I, I had a buddy who was out in Vegas and he's like, you want me to play some new golf bets for you? And I was like, I, yeah, 
put money on Patrick Reed to win the Masters. So it was like 50 bucks. But he was like a 35 to 1, uh, you know, th- it was a 35 to 1 odds. So I got 35 times 50. Yeah. Jeez. Exactly. So it, is Patrick Reed in your camp now, no, too? Um, no, no, no. Okay. The, that was just a who who would be the the most out there person who I thought maybe would have a chance. Patrick Reed thinks gotcha. he's going to win every gotcha. week. So let's go go with Patrick Reed. And it I wish Patrick Reed knew his limitations. Yeah, he 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 needs to learn his place. <laughs> yeah. Uh the the tour got a new player performance center trailer on site. It's going to be following them each week. You know, with my involvement with health and fitness, Scott, I don't know why I'm not driving this to the tour every single week. It's pretty sweet inside. Um, not many people on tour are really going to care, I don't think, but I thought it was pretty interesting. I watched the whole entire press conference. That's how involved in golf I am. I watched the press conference, Scott, of them debuting a new performance center trailer. You know, if they get the, the train on main guys, then, then that could be your thing too. It could be. You know, one of our sponsors is Train on Main, and I was there again Friday night and Sunday morning training my son for the upcoming junior tour golf season. You wouldn't know it by the weather outside. It snowed again last night, but junior tour golf and regular golf is coming up. So if you want to increase your club head speed, if you want to get swole, if you want to get on the on that gains train like Brooks Kepka, go to 427 Main Street, Stroudsburg, PA, on Instagram, they're train underscore on underscore main, train dash on dash main dot com, and Dan and his crew will get you ready. I like it there, Scotto. I got to tell you, it's a it's a great little setting. Uh, Lie and I have a great time there. Get a lot a, of a work great done. Great segue into uh, talking about train. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Now we're really we're, we're hey we're getting after it. You know we're exactly. multifaceted. So just a, a few other notes for the rest of the week before we get to things that piss us off this week and we finish up. Uh, Michelle Wee was in a car accident two years ago. The wrist is still not healed. She was 10 over through 14 holes, and she withdrew because of her wrist. I like Michelle Wee a lot, You know Scotto. what? She I, – I feel for her because she's one of those people who had so much expectations placed on her at a very young age, and uh, I hope she gets well. Yeah, without a doubt. We wish her the absolute best. And Scott, just to let you know, we were rejected for media passes from yet another tournament this week. (laughs) This time, it was the Augusta Women's Amateur. They told me in not so many words that um, we are not an actual reputable media source for Uh, golf information. uh, That's not accurate, but... That's fake news. But I don't know that uh, we are... And well, I mean, I think we are, but I don't know that the the good people at Augusta National have realized that we are worthy of reporting from their golf course. Scott, stop pandering to these good quote unquote people at Augusta National. They have given us nothing. I have not received one press issued pass. I have not been to the Masters since 2013. They keep revoking our privileges. My Scott. um my my plastic souvenir cups, which once contained sweet tea, are starting to fade. And I'm going to need some new ones. So if anyone has some passes for us, I could really use some cups. I will actually pay face value for those passes. Uh, nothing more, but I will pay face value. And I will record a pod with you and Scott in Augusta. Yes. Uh, I will record with anyone who will get me on the grounds. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Let's get to the last uh, segment, as always, things that pissed us off this week. For, I'm going to just say snow for both you and I and anybody that lives in the Plains region or the Northeast or the Northern sections of the U S they will agree with us. Uh, Scott, what pissed you off uh, this week? Uh, well, other than snow, the, the fact that yeah. courses around here in New York opened March 1st, I got emails from, you know, tee Hey, 
we have all these tea time specials. And I think as soon as they hit send on that, the snow came down. I was looking mm-hmm. at snow covered ground and reading about all these tea time specials at courses that were very close to my house. It's a sad, sad thing when you look on a calendar and it shows that spring is coming and you look outside and it looks like winter is still here. The other thing, and and this this doesn't necessarily piss me off because I at least got to take some swings, but there's about two dozen uh, Titleist balls out in my yard somewhere that are currently (laughs) covered in snow because I hit them out there because I like to hit, you know, off my driveway into the yard for no reason. And I hit them out there. I was going to go get them, but then it snowed again, and now they're buried out there. Well, rest in peace to those golf balls. You might see them in in another month. Exactly. So the only thing that pissed me off this week, and I haven't seen it yet because I haven't been able to play golf, but one thing that always bothers me are amateurs on the course who copy tour pro behaviors. And by that I mean your local 65-year-old guy in your foursome that you get paired up with, plumb bobbing, or someone stalking the pin from four different angles, Um, or someone giving swing advice because they saw Bryson had a EKG Mm -hmm. meter on his head and were wondering if your theta and beta levels are accurate. I do love the unsolicited swing advice from the guy who's – clearly not in a position to give swing advice that's a that's a pro move scott you know that oh that's yeah that's a a, a pro jackass move uh you know know that that i teach golf and i would never i don't even like when people know that i teach golf and they ask me for tips on the course because when you're out playing golf you should be out playing golf that's it Mm -hmm. just play but I would never think of giving someone advice out on the course. Yeah, unless they threw it out there like, hey, do you, you, know, you see anything with my swing? Um, was I too quick with that? That kind of thing. If somebody asks you, no problem. But don't just right. start offering up, right. hey, you know, maybe you need to release through the ball. No, stop talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, 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 and it pisses me off. Scott, anything before we wrap up? Nah, that's enough. It was a really good week of golf. And uh, if you would have told me that before, I would have told you, "Mm, probably not. Yeah. So Arnold Palmer Invitational this week. Uh, Be ready for all the Arnie tributes, which honestly I cannot get enough of. Uh, No, me neither. And just so you know, I would have been picking Tiger to win. Um, But since he's not in it, I'm going to go with my boys, Ricky and JT. They okay, are, I'm going to go with Rory. Okay, I'm going with Rory this week because he's uh, had the best opening month and a half, two months of his life, and I think I think he's done with the top fives. He goes win. Uh, yeah, I mean he he won last year, so he could definitely definitely repeat there, without a doubt, without a doubt. All right, people. Uh, as always, we appreciate our followers, Low Side Golfware, and Train on Main. Thank you for listening and. Either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Thank you.